Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here at Tall Tales, we are committed to promoting diversity and supporting small businesses Here's one we think you're going to love. Kitch is a unisex Irish streetwear brand that's inspired by the internet and uses unique processes and fluorescent inks and threads. Kitch uses organic cotton and recycled polyester in all of their pieces, so you can feel as good as you look. I've wanted to make clothes for as long as I can remember, but I was afraid to pursue it as a career because of uncertainty in the industry. I created Kitch to fulfill this dream and create weird and wonderful worlds to explore through clothing. You can find them on Instagram at kitchworld and on their website www.kitch.co for free shipping worldwide. That's K-T-S-C-H. Remember there last year before the world was a terrible place and we enjoyed things and we all got really into cheer on Netflix. Oh, yes. a documentary yes. about the Uh-oh. cheerleaders. Who's a pedo? Jerry. No! <laughs> no. Yeah. Expect that. Yeah. Sorry. Jerry has been charged with producing child oh pornography. My oh my God. Now, so, hang on. Just remind now, listeners, Jerry was the one who was adopted into a white family. And I think so. Like, like literally just the most like kind of larger than larger life, than life camp adorable, child. Yeah, who 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 was really striving to get on mat. Yeah, come on, yes. finally made it. Give us the details. I've, I am. Is I this can't true? believe this. Yes, he's been um, charged. Yes, yeah, so he's been charged um, by the FBI for allegedly soliciting sex and sexually explicit photos from two minors. The reality star appeared to be pushing through and staying focused. Um, on because he's during he's, uh, he's just on a charged. TV show at, at the moment apparently ABC's Mirrorball Trophy um, so on Thursday he was arrested on child pornography charges just days after 14 year old cheerleading twin brothers in Texas filed a lawsuit alleging that he solicited sexually explicit photos from them for a year and asked one of them for oral sex right oh, not great God. yeah I mean I know it's not your fault 
Yeah, so the production of child pornography is charged it is in is related to allegations of inappropriate conduct with the twin he tried to solicit oral sex from. Fourteen. Yeah. Who has th- who was then thirteen when he was asking him to send him um, at what age was pictures. Jerry? Or what age is Jerry? So Jerry He's gotta be about twenty four, mm, maybe. Yeah, not, I don't think he's in because it wasn't cheer shot. College. Like no cheer was high school, but it was shot quite a while before we I'm pretty sure Cher was college oh maybe it he's was 20 college he was born in 1999 oh my god so he's 21 yeah oh yeah dear. he's 21 right that's terrible well, that is terrible he was a real hero of the show wasn't oh he? Like, he was oh adored. my god he brought all of the kind of wholesome just fun I definitely Cried we can't at one of it. Jerry's bits. Like, mm. did he continuously try out and get never quite get? He not was a, that was it. Yeah, dog. he wasn't quite as good as the guy who wasn't taking it quite as seriously. So then I think he got on Matt and why? Why then segue into child pornography? Everything was going great for him. Mm-hmm. Did his own show then, and now he's going to lose everything. Yeah, <sighs> probably go to prison. What is wrong with people? We're just no one. Ugh, yeah. Like, but like, why? Just make my job so hard. Why? I'm going to have to put a beep over that. And really? It's going to be a really long one. But anyway, whatever. Fuck she, Jerry She now. isn't going to. Like, she never Fuck does. Jerry. She I threatens will. to do it. And then she leaves it I'm in. Not... And leaves you hanging out to dry. <laughs> and why has no one cancelled you or come after you again? What am I saying that's so bad? Stop repeating it. This episode's just <laughs> gonna be one long. But beat. I'm saying that she is critiquing, as however, what's happening in his mind, not what I feel, or maybe it's the fault of those. One day we're gonna make but a you, super you... cut of <laughs> problematic Jen and, and put it on YouTube. Blackmail me. Oh well, do it after, after three times the charm. I know. Yeah. <laughs> three times the charm. Oh God. Stop. Um, I'm a junior hard. creep that I'm was shared. I'm thinking about suing someone at the moment. Why? Well, you know how I've been sued. This is the great platform to share your musings on suing. I won't tell anyone. You could piece it together. Remember Can I when say, I, I think go- you should sue Trini Woodall <laughs> yeah. for telling you how to tie a scarf. Because it's not <laughs> because working. it has no, crept up higher I and you are believe- circa 52 right now. I can't believe Okay, you there you go. I'm She's back. Joe Rogan or Trini. <laughs> I'm nothing in between. So uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. You might remember, if you know me, that I had a parasite and oh, yeah. so did Dan. You did. A bad one. Yeah. yeah. You lost loads of weight. So you might... Rem- <laughs> we were on tour. Remember? I was yeah. vomiting and oh, shitting yeah. myself you vomited the whole way through. just before we went on stage in Kino. That's right. How did you do it? Because, anyway. And gave a rip-roaring performance. And Sophie was so, so pregnant. pregnant. The whole thing was so intense. <laughs> and I was the I had only a real parasite. one. I was the only one to deal with the people in the show. And I am the, the highest amount of anxiety about it. And I had You're drinks right. with strangers. <laughs> I represented us very well. <laughs> You're the only, the only one who didn't have to drive, as I recall. <laughs> Jen and I just like punched yeah. over steering wheels. Nappies <laughs> stuffed into our knickers. So, so anyway, uh, you're trying to sue. So then I was thinking. Parasite That place That's a beep Okay sorry Sorry guys So there's some We're wondering So we think we know Where we got this parasite 
Okay, and anyone who listens to the podcast knows where you got this parasite because on this podcast, right. you were talking about going away on a family holiday and getting a parasite. And on your accompanying podcast, Mother of Pod, you gave a full oh, review. Right. <laughs> okay, I can't do Right, that's it. It's all fucked. Can't do it. So you're going to try and I am. I am. Right, so if you're listening, I think they're going to count you, Sue. They are. No. All of this have, doesn't this all have to go? I don't know anymore. Just beep. Beep, 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 beep. I don't know. It's time for me to get suing back. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm it is. bringing suing I was actually going to sue. So if we were in America, all these suits would have gone through already, right? I keep getting emails in my inbox that are to a different but similar oh, Cassie, email address. Me too. Do you? Right. This is unbelievable. Yeah, I keep getting someone else's Because I'm emails. getting personal emails. Yes. Okay, very occasionally. I'm getting, I got something. Okay, you tell me. There was a so dot. Per, it's a dot. It's a dot that is different. And my person, who is a very, I'm not going to give out my email address on this pod. But there is, I have a dot in my email address and they don't. Ah, and I because keep getting, my person has a dot and I don't. Okay, so I keep getting their emails, but they're an Etsy seller. So I keep getting people giving them money so i could very easily click the links and claim the money fascinating isn't it does that mean that person's also getting is that person getting my nudes now that's a good (laughs) question are you in gmail are you gmail yeah right that is a lot of money out of google i think if we can if we come together and we do a big suit class action that's an actual good idea that's a thing though, because they must be getting my emails. So is that a breach of some kind of privacy? Security data nudes. It's kind of weird that you both are getting them all of a sudden. Not all it's of been, a sudden. No, it's, it's been, been a while. A years, I think. But, I, but right. I've it's, noticed it's pretty, it a lot lately. I think she's only just started her Etsy store. It seems to be going what really I, well. What I think is strange is I'm only getting very occasionally mails. And you're you're getting all of Etsy, okay? I'm getting Etsy and I'm getting... Her, I got her medical records from a clinic in Ooh. the States. I had a medical record from mine, Jen, Jen Dot O'Dwyer, rather than, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's similar to me. I even Isn't emailed back at one point during the beginning of it because it was to confirm an appointment. And I was like, look, you've got the wrong email So address. I started emailing back as well. I was like, this isn't for and me. And then they were like, oh no, I, that's fine. I emailed it to this dot address. And I was like, well, it's coming through to me. So. Yeah, yeah. But I can see the, see when I click the email it was sent to, mm-hmm. it's the right email. Why is it coming to us then? I don't know. It's some, it's it must some be happening to a lot guy. of people. If it's happening to both of us. Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, it is. But maybe we should do some stories. <laughs> but is that not creepy? I think Someone it is not wiser you out have there. Her, her medical. Yeah, I is her getting... name the same as yours? Um, I don't know if her second name is the same because my personal email isn't my second name. Oh, it's just like Cassie Big Tits at woohoo.com. Yeah, it's Cassie's Nudes <laughs> OnlyFans.gmail.com. So I have a really good junior creep. Giant nipples. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My giant nipples are famous. Okay, I love, you're trying to get away. This is a thing. If you also have this problem, email us. Get involved in our suit. And let's sue everyone. <laughs> we can sue Ah, yes. yes, yes. Okay, so thanks, thanks to we'll Sinead, Sinead Rowe who sent this to me yes. um, on Twitter. So this is um, a tweet. My three-year-old pointing at a family picture, quote, 
That's the house where we all lived before this house. Me. We've always lived in this house. Three-year-old, murmuring, murmuring around the thumb he's sucking. No, that is the house where we lived before we all died. Oh, for God's sake. It's been a day since he said this. And I'm looking up at the photos and realising he's right. In the someday sense, this is the house where we live. And in the future, hopefully very we long in the future, die. we will die having lived here. Now I think he's a philosopher. Okay, perfect. Brilliant. Do you want more ghosts? Get us stuff? into a creep. Yeah, come on. All right, because it. I'm going back to the Ouija. Yay! <laughs> it's a very bright studio here, unlike the attic room we used to tell stories in. So this shouldn't frighten you, Cass. But I thought this was brilliant. So this is, I'm going into the spook. Or did you think it was brilliant? Brilliant. Right. <laughs> this woman's name is Andrea. So this is going to be the slowest delivery of a story of all time. Andrea is the best name. Andrea CK, right? Here we go. (laughs) Is it anything to do with Andrea CK? Sunday afternoon, pretty warm. Andrea CK. So she's with her little sister. This is never going to work. I'm just going to tell you the story. Because you're listening to a line. Right, surmising it and delivering it, but I've no doubt missing the next bit of the story do you know, to try and tell us exactly do, what's happening. Cassie. Do you know there's this, this amazing thing you can do called transcribing, where you type things? <laughs> I did. I thought about doing some that sort of material that you can just very quickly from hand. Go on, go on, try, try, try. I'm try it. I think Jen can do this. So she was she was here at home babysitting her two year old daughter, right? Andrea. Daughter. Sister. Sister, okay. She was about 16. Okay. She invited a few of her mates around. Okay. Two others. Her current boyfriend, Jerry, and her other pal came over, Katie. Right? They arrived. I'm making up the names now because I've pressed stop <laughs> because it's fucking impossible to tell a story while listening to it at the same time. Anyway, they came around and she was like, great. You know, my pals are here. Is it daytime? It's no, it's nighttime. She's doing nighttime babysitting. Okay. So um, parents gone. They're in the gaff on their own. Two year old upstairs in bed. And uh, Katie, classic Katie, whips out her Ouija board. <laughs> Where did she and have the And is like, for fuck's <laughs> sake, do we have to do this every time? Okay, let's I'm give it a blast. I'm going to start bringing a travel Ouija with me. Just, Just like, you will not cross the threshold of this office with a Ouija board, Sophie White. Them's the rules. So Even if I get it blessed by a... No. Oh, come man? on. Worse if you get it blessed by some sort of spiritual leader. But wait for this. Okay. Then they all sit around and Andrea's like, fine, fine. Let's kick this off. Love uh, it. Love uh, it. Something to do. The Andrea, the narrator speaking, sounds maybe in her 40s. And so maybe this happened, I guess, 30 years like 90s ago. maybe? So it's 90s. Yeah. So there's nothing, literally nothing to do. Well, yeah, it's internet. probably a little bit before the um, Sabrina marathon that used to be on Nickelodeon on, exactly. the Saturday, on the Sunday. So they got around and according to Katie, she was like, right, if this is really going to work, apparently the people whose fingers are on the, what do you call it again? Begins with S, doesn't it? Uh, counter? The, the widgety thing. Counter. The fidget spinner. Yes. <laughs> but the two people who have to finger the fidget spinner must be in a close bonded relationship. Okay. So Andrea's like, grand, me and Jerry will do it. We're boyfriend and girlfriend. No. Close. No way. Go yeah. get the sister. So uh, they're sitting around the table, much like the one Planchette. we're at. Planchette. Very good. Much like the one we're at now. Excellent. Three people. 
and they kick it off. So they put their fingers on the fidget planchette <laughs> and uh, it starts to move a bit. And they're like, okay, well, let's see what's going to happen here. So they ask. Are they not doing that thing of like, stop moving it. Stop moving. I'm not moving. You remember? The way remember she that? tells it. No. no. Ooh, so they're like, ooh. So they're pretty, moving. yeah. They're so in it. Shit's about to get real. So they're fingering the thing. It's starting to flick around a little. They ask the first question that everybody asks, which is, is anybody here with us? And the planchette slides over to yes. And they're like, okay, well, what's your name? And the planchette begins to spell L-U-C. Lucifer. Yeah. So they. Lucinda. (laughs) (laughs) Lucinda Crichton. Oh my fuck. So then they're all like, that's bullshit. We know you're not Lucifer. Who are you? Oh yeah. So the bit of time passes. Planchette starts moving around again. Oh, that's kind of like ballsy to immediately call out yeah, Lucifer. Yeah. Be like, oh, no fucking way is Lucifer here. Heard this one. Get before. real. Got real. Slides over to S. And they start saying, Satan, come on. And he, it, the, come on, Satan. It's not you. We like, whatever. You're clearly a lower ranking evil spirit. Spells out S E T H. And I'm. Uh, and then the story kind of rolls on and I was like, what the fuck? Seth, who is Seth? So Seth, let me just get it up here, is a person. So Seth in Judaism, Christianity and Islam was the third son of Adam and Eve, brother of Cain and Abel. What? He never gets a mention. Their only other child mentioned by name in Hebrew. So he barely gets a mention. Yeah. So they continue with Seth and he's talking about like, you know, being thousands of years old then he starts talking about killing. There's a suggestion, or he says, he spells out, I mean, it must have gone on for fucking ever because. Spelling it he, out. I mean, That's anyway, he spells out kind of a story where he kills his wife's lover. So they were definitely aware and confident that this was sort of a bad spirit. Then the story well, moves on. Well, you never on. know the circumstances, though. I mean, in, in sets. Well, that's it. Uh, why am I defending wife, like, him? This is no. it. Where did the wife come from? Adam and Eve had three sons. What happened after the three sons? Where did the other people come so, from? We don't know anything about more about Seth and his backstory because like it doesn't matter. Stork, a stork brought a them. A stork brought the extra babies. Yeah. Right. So sisters, sisters. No, there was only three of them. I yeah. mean, it just seems like such a big flaw, straight off straight the bat. off the bat plot hole major. Mm. Anyway, Seth kind of goes back and forth with them. He talks about his whole story and blah 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 and. Then the read Andrea says Does she starts them about to feel this the energy in her body, right? <gasps> She's saying like they kind of all simultaneously. That was that, that, what was that you noise? Do that? No, I didn't hear it actually. Don't zozo us. I'm not zozoing you. Okay. So anyway, back and forth they go. Andrea's starting to get freaked out because she was like, okay, this feels like it's actually happening. I think at the start, she didn't say it, but it's, it, she kind of, there was a kind of a, uh, like a fucking feeling of, you know, blah, yeah, blah, right. blah. We're yeah. all at this. But then she, the spirit says, they asked the spirit, Seth, whether he had a message for any of us. Planchette slides to yes. Then... They say, who? Planchette spells out her, her nickname, right? 
I can't remember what it is. Anders. Something Andy. Andy, I think it is. Okay. So she, so they all look at Andrea and they're like, what the fuck is he about to say, tell me now? Will then you marry me? The planchette slides, start spelling out something they couldn't quite figure out. So I think it spells choked. C-H-O-C-K. C-H-O-C-K-E-D. And it's continuously spelling out. Then it spells out something different. It spells out T-I-L-E, tile. They were like, okay, tile choke. Oh my God, is the little sister T-I-L-E, it keeps going. Exactly, Sophs. So they were like, I think, does it spell out? So she, so then I think they cop, she cops. She's like, holy shit, tile, tile. There's this particular tile that, um, it's Mogambi, it's like an old Japanese game. I can't remember oh, what it's yeah, called. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, um, oh, yeah, I know the one. Yeah, because uh, with an M. Um, anyway, so she... Ma- yeah, go on. So they run upstairs to... She's like, fucking hell, my sister. Choke, choke tile, choke. And she knew she must have put two to get... She was like, oh, shit. Runs up, can't find the sister. Opens the closet door in one of the bedrooms. Sister's there. <gasps> choking on a fucking one of these Mugambi, whatever they're called, <gasps> tiles. Fishes out one of them, pop out. The other one, she <gasps> said she has to get right in and oh get it out. God. So anyway, that's the fucking, yeah. So that, oh that's her story. God. And it's totally worth a listen. It's called... Uh, How could it ever be better than that? Spooked. I oh, know, it's brilliant because she tells that it. That is a wild that's story. That's amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. Tile stuff. So yeah, Seth keeps... turned out to be a nice enough spirit to warn her that the child was joking but not until but after he told the story yeah two like, witnesses there. i want some airtime first her boyfriend then we'll get to the toddler yeah. her friend both there experiencing this thing that they couldn't have known was happening outside <sighs> of the room that's amazing it's spe- sorry i tell i have to go back tammy it, it spells tammy choke tammy was the little sister uh, so that's how they, there was no two and two together it was literally a direct order but she said she felt like Tammy choke. She was like, what the fuck? Is he going to choke my sister? Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't immediately yeah. think this malevolent spirit is actually warning exactly. me or something. Yeah. That is No, I wild. wouldn't. If there was some, and I would have spe- Yeah. And it, then it's tile stop Tammy choke. It spells. I love it. So that's actually, yeah. um, it's a positive yeah. Ouija story, which means we definitely get to bring one to the studio. It's de- no. exactly right, but exactly but they right. never played again. It's one of those things that where you're like, holy shit, I can't believe that just fucking happened. You know when you almost lose a child, as oh, in lose them in a park, yeah. or something happens, you're like, fuck, that was close to, and then you just want to forget about it immediately. Yeah. What if they just made up that story and the actual, the actual thing was that they had just forgotten to look after the child for a while? <laughs> <laughs> and the, but then who cares nothing happened to the child the child's too can't tell anyone anyway it's mm, fair but anyway that's just a little nugget there's also another story I'll tell you another time but if you want to it, it was a great one and it's called um, if you just google uh, Polaroid post poltergeist wait why are you telling us because you want to tell us it sometime I don't know because I, I know sorry I'll stop talking I have too much ghostly things stuffed inside <laughs> me at the moment Anyway, check out Spooky. You know when you give me like ghostly stories, like they always kind of get lodged in my arms. My arms always get really shivery yeah, and yeah, tingly. They go right into my body and chest and it tightens up and I'm like, oh. And then <laughs> I, I think am... I hear noises and then you guys leave me on my own and I get scared. And that's the end of Cassie one day. But we have, we keep saying it, whatever pandemic ends. But I think camping is a good thing to do. We should go camping. Because camping is something 
we could do we could do outdoors and separate then tents terrifying extremely scary we don't want to outcome. be in a separate tent There's we could so end many up being a movie like the Blair stories. Witch Project we could like go out three the Blair Witch Project white we make it crime podcasters and everyone would be like <laughs> They deserve it. They had it coming. We actually probably, there'll just be a couple of people sent to kill us. There's going to be people. There's a pandemic of crime. There's a couple of patrons who cancel their Patreon. Like, it's not what I thought it was. They're going to be in the woods. It's not what you thought it was. (laughs) What did you think it was? Anyway, that's a bit of a Ouija story for you and a commitment to one day doing it. I'm just going to buy a board. Do not do it. Please do it. But Please you know you don't. can make them. I saged this office before I, before we settled in. Yeah. Saged all of the doorways for good energy only. I have white roses. It's like when after you told there was awful stories you told in the attic and I had to continually bring in Dear David was a pretty haunty Faunches, Faunches. Faunches story. I often think about Faunches. Do you think yeah. she's still listening? Do you yeah, think she's still so. alive? I hope so. I wonder whatever happened to that apartment. I think they moved. They moved, you're right, they, were they going did. To, they were going, they going abroad? abroad. Anyway. Anyway, who's up? Do you what want do we have? What flavours? Okay, yeah. Um, what have I... I've got sort of um, something uh, that takes in nearly all of my interests. <laughs> um, I'm between a creep and a hard place. I told you, I've got too much creep inside me and I don't know which one to go for. Okay, what I think I'm going to go for... Um, um, I have kind of like a uh, best of, uh, you know, uh, creepy performance art. Oh, lovely. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's great. Yeah. Cass, I have got your my, I've got my, my. Your meat. Of, yeah. And two veg. What are we doing? Do you, what time are we at? We're only at half an hour. Perfect. So we'll do both. Do it. Let's do it. Do, will I give you, you go first? I'll give you Let's this first, it. and then we can round out. Because I feel like mine's like performance. Mm, is it cheerier? Yes, mm, it's, it's got some probably, hauntingness. But it'll, go on, yeah. And maybe it's maybe it's cheerier. I'm going to tell you the story of Kashi Ashram, um, which is a kind of wellness yoga Christian danger commune place Cult. that I'd never heard of before. Right, Kashi Ashram. And there's like the Church of Kashi Ashram. It's um, run by this woman who's been named Ma Jaya Sati Bhagarati. Hmm. Definitely pronounced that perfectly. Where's the ashram? So I'll tell you the story of, of how this all came together and hopefully it will kind of become clear. I've been reading up on this for weeks and it's really interesting because it's one of these spiritual movements that a lot of celebrities endorsed and the problems with it, I suppose, didn't come to light until after Magia's passing. Um, so there's a lot of celebrity, like a good bit after her passing, so there's a lot of like celebrity endorsements and celebrity obituaries, mm. including one from Julia Roberts. Ms. Julia Roberts. Obituaries. Ms. Oh, from her. Yeah. Okay. So... How does this tie into Julia Roberts's Eat, Pray, Love research? And then she got sucked into it via there. Possibly. I have seen a lot of um, comparisons between this and sort of the Eat, Pray, Love. I'm sure, it must have been around the same time. Wellnessy kind of things. Right. So. Eat, Pray, Love does have a lot to answer for, doesn't it? God, it was fucking terrible. I mean, I kind of forgot, but it kicked off a lot of this stuff. 
a lot of the search the for stuff, isn't it yeah and there's loads to get in with the wellness because aren't well like didn't yoga teachers have to come out and um well there's a cultural appropriation that's a problem like, but also there's like yoga teachers specifically are very there's a large cohort of them that are big believers of QAnon and then what there was this other yeah it was something I, I need to go deeper okay. in that but I saw this statement That's from the wellness industry um, disassociating disassociating from, from the ones that were big believers of QAnon Jesus is, yeah but I mean it is there one kind of centralized wellness industry body that could make a statement like that it was just doesn't the, doesn't the wellness industry like didn't it make like 40 billion last year or I don't know whether we can insanity we can roll in yoga with the wellness move I feel I, I, I think wellness feels newer and maybe a bit lawless but true with yoga you need there must be a accredited accrediting body I don't know if there is I'd is say there? it's become kind of diluted though, Do you think there's different there's there different was a stage where people were at least training in India or yeah. whatever now yeah 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 or Bali it. okay but it's like we said briefly before like some of the worst people I've ever met in my entire life went with to Bali lot. and are now yoga teachers <laughs> so like they're just they're trying to make themselves better are they? I don't know. Is it just really easy to go do it? No, no. We've a lot of no, yoga teachers. No, I'm not teachers. shitting on yoga. I love yoga yeah. and I love meditation and I'm big on that and I hate organized religion. So like sign me up. But I think that there are a lot of people who are not embodying the, the freeing of mind and spirit and relaxation that it's supposed like to offer. Evil yoga teachers. I think they're just fucking dicks some of the time. <laughs> Anyway, back to Majaya. <laughs> I like that Jen and I were like, let her run on. She's going to set fire to yeah, herself I right like now. This. Yeah. Of all the people, groups oh. of people. Like, I think they might be the fright the, the most frightening <laughs> to piss off. Yoga teachers. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> really? So much fitness coming at you. Maybe if I just continue to say I, I really enjoy yoga, someone will give me free yoga classes. Yeah, yeah. This the yoga is another teacher thing. is dying to give you something exactly. free now after that statement. Trashing. I like yoga. I don't like the bad yoga teachers. I'm not calling That's anyone specifically <laughs> bad. But free yoga who hurt you who in a yoga hurt class? you exactly. <laughs> it's not in a yoga class my yoga experiences are very calming but I know people on right, Instagram who are assholes who are yoga teachers well, I believe you anyway back to this asshole <laughs> <laughs> so Majaya wasn't always called Majaya Sounds like you're saying my vagina. It's it's difficult, isn't it? Um, she was actually born Joyce um, Green. Green. Yeah. Green. Joyce. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Joyce Green. Right. She was born on the 26th of May 1940 into an impoverished Jewish family in Brighton Beach, Brooklyn, in a cellar apartment. Mm. Very normal upbringing. Jesus, a cellar apartment sounds even like I think mean, just like re- a, like it's no garden level. No, you know, like even deeper a basement apartment. No lateral light or very little. As like I was light. walking around here at the news two days of the day, I was walking down to Rat Mines, and there's that square there where there's like those gorgeous houses. It looks like Notting Hill, oh, and yeah. then you see there's like these little basement ones which are probably like a million quid. And I was like, how does the light? Oh yeah, well you see garden levels very desirable. Cellar, no. Yeah. Um so everything I just imagine everything dripping in there. Spill something top floor. 
eventually it'll make its way oh, to the yeah. basement. Oh God, I remember Someone once died in this in the apartment studio above. I lived mm. in and there's a garbage chute that went through the building Ooh. and one day <laughs> the chute burst into my studio. Of course, there was a blockage oh. and then yeah. it just right through the yeah. door. I was on the bottom of like four, there was four floors above me and like fucking building fucking rubbish juice yeah. spurting out of my kitchen wall. It was grim. Grim. It's amazing. Do you know where you wouldn't get that? Garden the countryside. Level. The countryside. <laughs> Wicklow. You, Wicklow is practically Dublin 4 now in terms of prices, I'd say. Oh, it's so killing me. It's gone off. It's killing sad. me. Okay, yeah. anyway, go on. Tell us about Joyce. So Joyce Green, um, she actually lost her mother quite young um, and living in Brooklyn with her dad. She ended up having to go and she would work on the boardwalk selling things um f- you know body her body no like like i think they were selling like little gadgets that you'd see people around carnivals kind of selling bits all that of kind shite. of stuff bits and bits and bobs of absolute shite right um so it was there when she was out selling the bro- boardwalk when she was young that a young boy called Sal Defour um approached her and fell in love with her and they got married and had a standard kind of three kids very brooklyn new york kind of life um she was 16 at the time before the gentrification yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um she was married at 16. She was 16. She was kind of 16 when they met and they got married very young, right? But this, bear in mind, this is back in like 1950s. So they, uh, like, they were like... expect to make it past 30. Yeah, yeah exactly. she died at 35. Um, very normal, three children, lasagna dinners, like just kind of... You you can imagine the it. Jewish in New York sort yeah, of yeah. like we've Mom's seen spaghetti. it. And, yeah. yeah, if anyone's watching The Plot Against America, um, which is very fucking good. But Sal said that even back then his wife had a kind of she was quick to temper and she was a little bit vain. And also, I don't know if Sal sounds like the nicest guy in an interview he does much later. He says that she gained weight really easily. And at one point in time, he would turn around to her and be like, you should just eat less. Eat not as much. Thanks, Sal. Cheers, Sal. Fuck's sake. uh, so Sal was like, she's a raging arse. She's okay. a raging, she's quite famous. She was described as being and quite vain. pretty, uh, sort of like olive skin, really dark black hair, green eyes. Um, but a little bit weighty and she was very vain apparently. Okay. So her weight fluctuated. So this is kind of... saying that would absolutely kill her. Kill her, right? So uh, the, the weight thing seems to be the start of how she got into wellness. Okay. Because she was really pissed off by that comment that Sal made and she swore to lose weight. And so at the time, kind of in 1960s uh, New York, this sort of counterculture lifestyle was on the rise and that was like the sort of revolt against organized religion, people moving into wellness, into yoga, into meditation, that kind of stuff first started happening around there. So like that's when yeah, you started getting incense, yoga, mass, gentle meditation. Meditation. Yeah. yeah. Sure the Beatles. Remember the Beatles and the Maharaji. Yeah, yes. yeah. 
Yeah. So it's Eastern philosophies were like trending, nice and like an alternative to like the uptight, like religion based things. Yeah. So in 1972, it started when she enrolled in a Jack Lalanne weight loss class in Brooklyn. And that's when in that weight loss class, they started talking about yogic practices of breath and initiation. And she said there that she had a spiritual awakening going to that class so she started getting real real into the yoga Hmm. um now was she fasting around the time she had the spiritual awakening she lost a lot she did lose a lot a lot of weight right a lot of things when i'm really hungry (laughs) yeah and she started turning away from her usual brooklyn pals and spending more and more time with these young college kids who started getting really into meditation and sal said that like she had this sort of real bubbly um fiery personality but when she was around these kids and started doing meditation she got really mellow and then there'd be you know their apartment was taken over with kind of kids coming along with incense and strange smoke according to sal and the the sounds of meditation um Silence. Silence. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy breathing. Well, and the, the, the you thing. You do a, uh, oh, like a. The um, bowl thing. I love that. Bath. Sound bath. <laughs> Amazing. That thing. Um, so totally, totally transfixed and part of this whole thing. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe how much support she was getting from these um, sort of stressed students and young workers. Uh, Sal described them as super rich kids who were dysfunctional. They would, they would go to her for guidance. So her normal high upbeat um, was replaced by this new mellow uh, Joyce. Her name was still Joyce at the time. Like Joyce, that sounds all kind of okay. Yeah. So it happened over these kind of like chaotic months, a real shift from who she was to this meditative Sorry, thing. Not okay, just have a personality But bypass. it sounds, but it just, it, you know, like... She wasn't. She didn't sound like she was that happy before. Yeah, she meditation. She's in kind of the fifties, so she was kind of funneled into this kind of you know just housewife, housewife yeah. trajectory. And then the and 60s you can imagine, happened on her doorstep, and she was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, I want to be involved in this." Yeah, and you can imagine Sal's just like he doesn't sound that nice. He's a bit like, "Oh, what the fuck? Like, why wasn't she at home making my lasagna?" Also, like apartment full of teenagers, it's a bit annoying. Yeah, it is a bit annoying. Anyway, then it gets a bit weird. So one night they're at home and Sal hears this really loud crash downstairs and he rushes down and he saw Joyce frantically like moving around the house saying that she'd had a vision from Christ. Now bear in mind, Christ and yoga don't traditionally cross over. No. You have your Christians and you have your kind of yogis yogis and Buddhists and stuff over here. There's not really... Overlap. Overlap there. Um, but there was for Joyce. So she had a vision from Christ in which he had given her stigmata. Right. Which is the blood, blood on, on the palms and, and your feet to mimic the crucifixion of Where Christ. Where Christ was nailed into the cross. Nailed into the cross. Sal was so like, her what the fuck? vision was stigma or she physically No, she bleeding. had a vision from Christ yeah. and her hands and feet were covered in blood. Okay. Stigmata, right? She showed him her pajamas, red splotches everywhere. So Sal, being Sal in Brooklyn, took them to a dry cleaner. And the dry cleaner was like, that's, that's, you know, theater blood. Like, that's 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 not not real real blood. What a weird first person to go to. So Sal was like, all right. 
Let's have your dry cleaner examine this. I'll just take these pajamas away. Like he didn't believe her, so he went to verify the lie. Yeah, basically. yeah, kind of. Um, anyway, it didn't really matter whether it was true or not because the news sort of rippled through the neighborhood that there had been a stigmata and that Joyce Green DeFore was um started delivering these night long sermons. This is interesting because like the Jews don't believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Yeah. So like, she so was originally really Jewish. Piece. Yeah. And it, it, then it 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 gets it, this is kind of like Joyce Green seems to be the amalgamation of every religion. She's just like still it's more a pick and mix. Yeah, exactly, okay. right? So she was delivering these um sermons, still preaching about like the weight loss benefits of yoga as well. <laughs> so it was kind of dubbed the Christ diet. And she said she lost sixty five pounds <laughs> on the Christ well, diet. Jesus was very slim. He, he was. was. He was yeah. a slim man, slender man, original slender man. He really was. So oh my God. After the kind of the Christ diet and the stigmata and the preaching and the, you know. Christ diet. Is it just loaves Now, in fairness, Joyce sounds like the, lar- the biggest melt ever. Absolutely. So right? I'm sure your man was also a dickhead. But, but it doesn't matter. They don't stay together that long. Anyway. Fine. Do but they have children? Does she have kids? In she has three kids. kids. She what has three do? kids. Just floating around. So they're they're with them in the house, right? But. Uh, soon after the apparition starving. from Christ, you know when your mom went on a health oh kick. Oh my God! Yes, I do. Pits, right? Vita. Pits. Oh, yeah, yeah, nothing left in the gap. <gasps> I said I, we'd stop saying pits. Sorry. Why? Because we've a listener called Neve Pits. Is like, please, please stop. stop. We love you, Neve. That's the pits. Stop. Yeah. Where does it come from? I've uh, never mind. Back to the story. Um. So after Christ visited her, she was visited by. A bald Indian guru named Neem Karoli Baba, who endowed her with the name Ma Jaya Sati. So after that, with all of these covering every base of every possible religion, she, her following just ballooned. So college kids convinced Christ had plucked this Jewish housewife from poverty to teach them that there are many ways to God. Okay. Then you had the other kind of... um people who who believed that there was just this guru preaching love and kindness and meditation and all that kind of stuff everyone was happy with her right but then 1975 Maya who was going now Joyce was going by Majaya the whole time after 1975 she got up left her two oldest children Jimmy and Denise with Sal filed for divorce and took their youngest daughter with with her the youngest daughter doesn't want to be named, but has been called Molly in certain news reports. Okay. So we'll call her Molly throughout she, the thing. Right? Obviously the best child. Well, she was the youngest the at the child. time. Most so impressionable she would have been, yeah. Um, That's sad. Yeah. So she, in 1976, she fled New York and went to a, a kind of commune living scenario. Um, It's got to be California. Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah. Older in person. Indian River, Indian River County in central Florida, which is like the most Christian area in the state. Um, there's like loads of steeples everywhere, but they built this sort of community of Buddhist and Hindu temples. Um, and then they followed this sort of lifestyle that was supposed to be on the outset looked like celibacy and vegetarianism, living off the land. You know, that kind of one that I want. Yeah. Of just real calmness, self-sufficiency. What um, a celibacy in there. 
why was celibacy in there because i think that's lean and hungry that's it and i think like in a lot of religions celibacy is considered like pure purity and Mm. an an uncomplicatedness of the mind mind. yeah Yeah. stillness okay and a direct path to god there's nothing distracting you there nothing phallic in the way yeah so some of the residents who traveled from California said at the time of the start, it was glorious. This was about finding a way to God. Hundreds of people arrived um, and Ma was always there to greet them, hugging them, calling, her, calling them her children. They promised to serve humanity and in the name of spirituality. They, Ma bespoke them clever. all with Hindi names and um, forbade recreational sex, according to interviews with the former residents. Um, but then things got a little strange. She started without warning, just ordering marriages between people. And in some diary entries from, from former residents, one wrote, Ma married Sandra and Madhava on the spur of the moment last Sunday. Um, <laughs> it, this was in this was in 1981. They seem really happy about it. Um, but then later on, same woman whose name was Lynn Deadmore wrote, she doesn't seem to care how happy she makes us or how miserable she makes us. Um, so everyone at the time, cons- they considered her to be a girl. Prophet. Yeah, she, Ma considered herself to be more powerful than God. And in some sermons that she used to give these nightly sermons. And in one, she said something along the lines of the guru is greater than God. And, you know, people were just absolutely transfixed by her. Um, it is fascinating, isn't it? You'd love to just get a flavor to see just, what they see. Yeah, like how charismatic are these people? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, they said like her energy made made you feel like you were kind of stoned. She was just maybe sort in the of like, same way she sort of attracted your man in the first place, just standing on the charismatic on the street, and yeah. he was like, "Whoa, drawn in." Yeah, so yeah. She always had this, but gift. in so it's it one of the biggest. Uh, reports kind of um kind of where i'm opening sort of reports and it was done by the miami times the miami new times and they interviewed loads of ex-members on it and um they said that the clear theme that emerges from everyone they speak to was just the obsession with ma that it was just this sort of community everyone buying into it you know just real insidious subtle things happening all the time that she was just incredibly emotional and powerful and they absolutely loved her until there were some that didn't but they said that there was people who adored her or people who hated her with such and the ones who hated her were surely they wouldn't be there i mean where were those well people did leave right um so there was enough people still there who adored her that it was still running as this positive thing. There was nothing major that had come out against her. Like obviously there'd be people who defect and people like, oh, it's not for me. But there was nothing concrete against her okay. until kind of um, around 2001 and after her death when things started to emerge through court battles and stuff like this. So the weirdness of what was going on in the 60s, 70s and 80s didn't emerge till much later. So in one instance, say there was a divorce between former Cashi resident Richard and his wife, Gina, 
who and Gina remained in the ashram. So in court filings, several ex-church members remembered scenarios that they say constitute mind control. One afternoon in the early 1980s, Richard dipped his entire head into a vat of red paint. And when asked why he did it, he said, because Ma gave him a message to do it. So just like kind of abuse of power, weird stuff, we could be like, surely he could have decided not to dip his head in a vat of red paint. Okay. But he was being told um, to do it right now. Bear in mind, then Ma had divorced Sal and she'd moved on and she had remarried a man called Sosi Chow. But together they had multiple, multiple miscarriages, which sort of spurred her obsession with everyone else's children oh in the ashram. Um, so Roseanne Henry is one woman who was involved in the ashram, who's now a psychologist in Colorado. And she said that her and her husband wanted to have a child back in the 80s. And they had to ask permission from Ma, could they have a child? So she was granted permission um, and before she entered, but before she entered labor in October 1981, she had to dye her blonde hair raven to impersonate Ma and even sign the guru's name on her daughter's birth certificate. No. Oh then God. after the child was born and she was coming out of hospital, there was a van full of cash out followers and without hesitation, she handed over her daughter <gasps> who was brought back to the ranch and ended up living with Ma in her no. um, in her, her boat. So with in her all, husband. Yeah. Between 1978 and 1982, four mothers um, signed Ma Jaya as the biological parent on the birth birth certs of their uh, for Jesus. their children. So, but surely this was happening in a in a hospital close to, close to the. I mean, yeah, all the, these women apparently having the same. Well, name. like four four women over the course of four uh, four years. Okay, having babies and putting her 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 name on the birth cert. Yeah, it's really really strange. Like you might be a drop in the bucket in terms maybe. of how many are actually giving birth in these hospital this hospital. Or, yeah, yeah, but Jesus, oh, that is. Sick, um, bad vibes. Were they getting to see these children? Yeah, so they were there, and they're they're all living in this like communal ranch or whatever. Um, Ma later said to in a new in, in a newspaper that she did this to save the children from abortion, but mm. um, Henry. Uh, but they had all asked permission to have a child. Rosanna, yeah, denies that. She said there was never never qualm about abortion. Um, so that was weird. And then it got to the stage of uh, everyone was still kind of like supporting her or whatever, even despite these weird things going on, very family orientated. And then it was in 1981, December, Ma was actually away and she would phone in and give these nightly sermons and she uh, was delivering this one one evening and uh, Lynn Deadmore, the one whose diary we had stuff from is present yeah. where the sermon is supposed to be held and she is listening in and she's like, oh, it was just a really kind of like substandard, boring kind of sermon until at the end of it, Ma goes, um, oh, I've married Molly to Data De- Deus, right? So Molly... Her daughter. her daughter 
who was 14 at the time, and Dada Deus was a 25 year old man. And that was the moment that right. people were like, that's enough now. This this is not right. This is not right. And like they and even describe Lynn Deadmore describes that like Molly was actually really young, 14 as well, that she would have thought she was around 12 rather than. So Molly wasn't asking to be married. To this Molly guy. wasn't asking to be married. And um, yeah, oh, she didn't. Jesus. She didn't uh, want to be. So uh, there was also an incident then in 2000 and or sorry, in 1996, where a 13 year old boy claims that he was ordered to be beaten up by men in uh, when he was in Kashi Ashram. Uh, but he later recounted that and said that he had made that up because he wanted to stir the shit and he wanted his parents to come out of it. Um, so he said that it was a lie. But um, I think so. I think that like, I don't know whether that was a lie or whether he was so afraid to whatever, but the fact that he came out and he recalled it means recanted recanted it, I think sort of undermined the whole claim anyway. And then it gave license then for Matt to be like, see, there's people who just want to lie and see us. See us fail so and not want it. A cult, no doubt about it. So absolutely cult. So, so um, in the nineties, she's kind of like in her fifties now. Well, she's she passed away. Oh, she's died. When? Um, so she died in. She died in two thousand and twelve, and then anyway, a lot of this over. I think like they're still going. The Kash Ashram, the church, the Kash Ashram still goes on. So they obviously have like structures, whatever. But the controversies didn't really come to light until um, until much later. And specifically in 2013, when Molly sued the Kash Church Foundation in court, claiming that when she was 14, she was raped by a church member by at her mother's mother's orders. So this coincides to when her mother married her off. Um, she said that she was squeezed into a wedding dress and married to a 25 year old church member whose real name was Kevin Brannan um, so, and in, in order for her to be impregnated to supposedly provide more church members for oh Majaya um, so the Kashi Ashram and Brannan deny the molestation ever happened but Majaya is said to have ordered marriages between devotees who barely knew each other although most seemed to consent um, and a spokesperson then in 2013 for Kashi Ashram denied all of the arranged marriages that ever occurred. So, yeah, th- like a lot of the stuff. So where did the celebs come in? Did they kind of like so there was visit just, and kind of were they sort of peripheral? Kind of like her teachings. The, the church of Kashi Ashram seems to be quite, um, quite large. I'll read out uh and is there kind of money going on in this one or how is it kind of, how yeah. does it fund itself? It, they must have there must subs be. from donations yeah. and stuff. Sorry. So it, after Maya's, Magia's death, Julia Roberts said, there are few people in one's life that create only the warmest and most powerfully positive impact. Imagine. Oh, sorry. Before that. The Kashi Ashram have been known to be very like to be quite 
a positive outreach community support for like LGBT people. They've been really involved in like the AIDS crisis wow. and they are sort of like a frontline volunteer group that are quite doing good. Yeah. But is that is there an ulterior motive to just increase numbers? Possibly. But I mean, like it's any of these cults or religious sort of orders. You go back and the origin story is always starts with some good. sort of lie. No, oh. but like her whole popularity was initially based on this stigmata which wasn't real okay this supposed sort of apparition from this girl and then it all goes back to starting at an exercise class where she got involved in Sorry, yoga like good point you know yeah, there's yeah, always in anything and it's like didn't your man who found scientology say that the quickest way to make a million quid L. is to f- ron hubbard yes yeah, to start a religion start a religion yeah um so like i think there I, I think he's a failed writer. But now that we know this and the people in it know it, why? But see, they because when you're involved in something like that and the people in it, and it's like the same with the Catholic Church or whatever, you can very quickly disregard the bad stuff by claiming that the majority is good. Mm. So there are people who are like, oh, yeah, that happened in the 80s. That's weird. That was with Magi. But the Church of Cassius, Akashi Ashram has evolved to such a place where we do have meditation at its core we do have outreach programs at the core and we are good but you can't negate that's okay well no you can't negate the bad stuff by saying it's good and it's never happened to me that's yeah how bad stuff thrives yeah and also but the thing as well is with cults and stuff like I, you know, I always get really caught up in like the charismatic leader and like mm. how are they doing all this? Like, well, how do they do the mind control? How do they do that? But the fact is, they choose their followers very carefully. Okay, so, so like, they're attracting people who often are vulnerable, getting vulnerable people who are maybe already like isolated in and some way, just looking for guidance. Yeah, yeah and oh, like completely. if you're not choosy about who follows you, which they're not, like you know, you just totally you, you can amass a following, much like the yeah. creep dive. <laughs> but you do, we but, are very but picky. there is a thing in um there is like different techniques and yeah like, like eye control um and stuff like that yeah what do you mean by that well there there's like people who work not work but like people who are involved in the recruitment for organized religions and it's it, it's it's done through different guises it's spreading the word it's missionary work it's sometimes it's literally called recruitment spreading outreach all that kind of stuff they're sort of trained or skilled in different techniques to engage people so things like eye control light touching like it sounds weird but like when you're you know it can come from like nlp stuff like neuro-linguistic programming is all like about studying how to communicate ideas like in the most like effective and remarkable way to win for it basically yeah like people be arresting in your delivery and you will catch the right person and stuff like that there's so much written about it but uh if anyone anyone's watching the vow at the moment about nexium it's uh it's really good but i think um i'm waiting for the next episode to come out it's really good at showing how indoctrinated people can become mm. how like it it's very fucking organized almost how they speak to new members but cast you okay you're Even not gonna like, go I, into this but you've experienced this yeah 
How much of it do you want to talk about? Well, I'm terrified. So you talked just you talked about like you knew when you in terms See, of recruiting. The would, thing would that is, have been when you what generally what they do and what I've experienced is that you're in a place where you're taken away from your support network. So like you're either actually somewhere where you're not at home where I, like I wasn't or you're in you become involved in this community that's very difficult to leave so yeah, like, like the, so much of your life is sunk so, into it yeah that so it gets harder and harder to extract exactly so like it's not just a case where you go to like a church meeting it's like you have a church meeting you have a prayer group you become the babysitter for another family. Your friends become from there. It's You're going to extracurricular stuff. It your all becomes life. meshed. And it's just So if you spirals. leave, you leave everything behind. Exactly. But you're looking, they do, I suppose, these organizations are always going to appeal to people who are looking for something. So it's vulnerable people. Teenagers. I mean, who, it's what not teenager necessarily teenagers. It? It's people who are a little bit lost, who need, who don't have community who are new to an area, who are do they, unhappy. Uh, would, would they be specifically targeted? Would there be kind of a kind of a knowingness about, there's oh, kind there's of a, a new messaging that, that no, it's, no, no, it's not as, it's not as targeted as that. But the whole messaging around it is, here's a community for you and come in. And the thing is, the group that I was involved with, there isn't badness at the core. Yeah. There isn't like they're not. There's not someone at the top who's like, "Give me your money and I want this." Like they believe what they are doing is the best way to live, mm-hmm. but their messaging for including people is problematic. And also, it was it was a a born again Christian organization. Like they're met. They're they're basing their beliefs very literally on the Bible, which is where it, so we're it talking about people. homosexuality all members of the lgbtq plus community are completely excluded as in they're confused and wrong and yeah and but like other things like no sex before marriage no divorce no, divorce. no okay. whatever and it was the literal translation of what had happened of the bible that i was like oh this is this is a problem was there a moment that you were like okay like, did you have a niggling for a while? And oh, then the whole time you did the whole time. I was like, how have I? How have I and life? how long? How long did quite it take old. to get out? Then? That would explain that people spending quite a long period of time. But for people who who for people who look like the people they want to talk to, for people who are heteronormative, you know, family people who need community who find solace and find friendship and there's good people in these organizations and they find their community and their connection and they're doing a lot of volunteer work and they're preaching the word of the lord and they're preaching kindness and they're god fearing and they're living their lives in a really pleasant kind way they're benefiting from the community they're benefiting from it they don't feel the rejection from the teachings for someone like me who had I had my brother had come out to me at the time and I mean I just was someone who was always very accepting of the different types of people and genders and sexualities and all that kind of stuff and and also believed in science and didn't believe that this book that they we were reading from was the only and proper way to live um I felt very much rejected 
were not seen in the teachings. And when I approached any of those issues, I was told, well, you know, your brother's going to go to hell and burn because you, that's a very, it's very black and white. Like you are either good or you're not. And if you're, if you don't spend your life bringing people over to the good word, then they're all going to go to hell. So like, that's the kind of fear that would, would keep you in it was that you have an opportunity to save him or you could yeah that like your goal was to save people and to bring them into the light and it wasn't as it wasn't even just like you're not just reading the bible and hearing about hell and reading about it like there's all these stories that happened in other churches or people in the church would say things that had happened to them and you're like god this must be real like people talking in tongues or people having cancer who, who were supposed to die suddenly being cured. cured and like I never saw any of that kind of stuff but then there was there was other um this is a main episode and not a hive isn't it yeah yeah what do you want well no it's just I just I, I want to be very clear that I don't you're not down. condemn anyone yeah. who, or like not condemn, but I don't disagree with anyone who finds their support in a church, and I understand why people do it. I just don't believe that that's. I I just I don't I well, I don't believe in God. Like I don't think there is a I don't think there is a God in the sense that we have translated through Christianity. I don't. I believe we're assimilation. I don't <laughs> believe that organized religion should be used in the way that it's used to treat people and i think that their practices are problematic and i think that even though there were a lot of good people there i think that the way they treated me very young was wrong i think there's still people who are involved in it but i'm also very 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 scared of are them. you friends with anybody no from back then no okay. you're what uh, why are you afraid because it's more it's it would almost be easier if it was a clear this was wrong and this is what they did wrong it was dealing with people like paris yeah but it was dealing with people Mm. who believed everything they were doing to be right who were never going to be convinced what they did was wrong because they were doing everything in line with this book which is core to their beliefs which is religion okay which is christianity which is what but it's people using that to behave the way they do that it's actually it's wrong for our modern age and modern society and also what happened to you when you were like you were really young and you were actually essentially terrorized a bit you know what i mean if you think about what terrorizing someone really is sure. it's actually Talking holding, about hell yeah it's like it's holding frightening like really yeah. negative outcomes yeah and it's saying that your brother's in danger yeah and you at your core you know you knew that you were possibly in danger with these teachings as well so you were terrorized at this young age by this powerful body and then um, like that's why you can't go back to it even now talking about it is so hard you know yeah it's just like because it's probably it's, a lot to still process oh totally there's no processing in it well there's not like i just don't like to think about it i feel i suppose i know we joke about it all the time on the podcast when i was a born again christian but like it was dangerous and i was brought to places where like that you're surrounded by people who are telling you something they're adults and you trust them and you believe what they say to be true and some of the stuff like still sticks with me and it's really it's just not right I don't think and also like I I missed out 
not missed out but like during my teenage years then I was I'm just so embarrassed thinking back on the stuff that I did and the way I behaved and also like I guess there's shame there because it was like your very core identity like you know you were just being like told that you were wrong fundamentally and innately wrong and like you know they cultivated a shame in you that you did you shouldn't have had and it's like it's so fucking sad for poor baby Cassie Hmm. fuck those people yeah but I think there's there's a like there's a lot of people who are involved in groups like that that maybe like Christianity at its core there are so many positive teachings in it there is so much kindness there and what they do the benefit they have in communities and the benefit that organized groups of people operating with the same mission to be kind and considerate and help people mm-hmm. is incredible. And mm-hmm. they had in fantastic programs and they had great outreach That's and stuff. so sad but that there they was couldn't move with the times yeah. or, you know, be inclusive. And it, you know, or but it's not even the lack of inclusivity. Yeah. yeah, and their structures. But it's, it's and it's the, it, then it's this sole belief that well, it becomes disingenuous as well because it's like they're behaving in a way because they're told to buy a book. Mm-hmm. You know, like the Bible says, you should be kind and you should be good and you should help the poor and all that kind of stuff. And they're behaving like that because they're being told to. And it's if there was a if there was a community of people who just genuinely behaved like that and it wasn't in the name of a God and it wasn't this God-fearing place and we it wasn't, the message wasn't if you don't believe in God, you're going to hell and if you do and you do like what we do, you'll be saved. If the message was different and they just did some of the same stuff, I would mm. love to be but involved. But in order for something like that to work, there has to be an impetus. There has to be a, if you don't do this, there, there has to be a, a, a doubt. I mean, you've got to, you know, it's like I mean? in Catholicism, so if you're always kind of acting from a place of fear. Yeah. Whereas, like, what Cassie's describing, I guess, is like just a love based program rather than a fear based one. Well, yeah. no, it was very much fear. Like, it was very much like. No, I know, but yeah. what you're saying about, like, in terms of this could be potentially such a brilliant thing. Yeah. Um, it's so weird though the way humans just fuck wreck everything. But it's <laughs> like, like, it's just, it's a, it's an ignorance. Like, it comes. From, and it's the same with Catholicism. It's like we have to understand where these teachings came from. Why people are still so wedded to them. Wedded to them when yeah. we know that the language used to translate them has changed so much. We know that like double negatives, the actual translation of double negatives has changed so much over different years that it's like the very meaning, the has very been meaning of, of anyway. everything has been compromised, you know. There were pieces that were excluded from the Bible. There were Dead Sea Scrolls later found later on. There were the women's gospels. Yeah. The Bible was edited in a misogynistic patriarchal society of Roman times yeah, that appealed this, to like, their society. Text it's that stands outside not. of human intervention. It is purely so, human intervention. Yeah. And then also the different the the a la carte Catholicism that that the popes have um influenced over the years as well it's like if you if you want to buy by religion you want to buy by book do it wholly do it completely and utterly and go be a fundamentalist christian if that's what you solely believe but these sort of religions that we are dealing with now and these groups that we're dealing with now the ones that have decided to believe what they want to believe and disregard the stuff they don't it's just it's so hypocritical i think and 
it's problematic and then they all have different teachings and different behaviors and different means of recruiting new people it's just I think the a la carte Catholicism thing is really interesting because I think it's all based on like uh, still bringing people in and basically telling people it's all okay um, you can take or leave this that and the other and therefore you can also ignore all the abuses um, yeah. that have taken place and we've kind of absolved you know you kind of you don't need to have any responsibility for that yeah, and I think can. that's what's really really problematic with it do you know what this is making me think about so exciting Ellen Coyne's book yeah I'm dying to read it so Ellen Coyne's got a book coming out called Are You There God It's Me Ellen yeah. and she's all exploring like this all of the kind of crux of this which is like how do you be a good person who is you know progressive but have a faith perhaps mm. or yeah. how do you separate Very out interesting like yeah from I'm, an Irish female from an Irish female yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to reading that I think it's out next yeah. month I think it is possible to have faith and still be progressive but to just find it in your own way I personally choose to believe we are a simulation it's a true and I, known fact and that gives me more solace than being a born again Christian really ever did excellent if there are any born again Christians out there reading this who decide that this is the time to slide reading into this. my DMs or listening to this <laughs> and they will slide into your DMs and they will say God will always be there for you. God wants to hear from you. I am not currently looking for to God. be in touch with God. So please don't ask do people Cassie. to not. Because this happens when I talk about the podcast. I get okay. messages from people and I do not really Cassie, want to Your DMs confused. are not open. Are they well, that's how they get they're you. They're a jar for They creepiness. start coming up to you well, and they're like. Well, just know that I am on the other end of the Creep Dives Instagram. You can come at me. <laughs> we can have a conversation. Do. Leave Cassie alone Please, uh, please Thank don't. you Cass I hope this thank ends you, up In the main show And you don't bottle it Because uh, You did that very nicely it's very interesting I don't think you Flame ward anyone I don't, I'm no. really just And thank terrified. you for sharing it Don't I, be No terrified. well you, Maybe I don't know what, Maybe you should be I'm going to walk out of here now And someone's going to come up Like And I have no resolve either One, And I have this real like Strong Like a Do not get involved Like you know when you just have like Your mantras And I'm like Do do not sign up for another religion and one day I was home on my own and you know no Cassie I was one day I, I was know. home on my own and like these two people knocked on the door and they were Jehovah's Witnesses uh, and Lydia came home and I was up in bed and I was surrounded by all this fucking church oh paraphernalia including oh no. these little medals rosary beads and everything she's like what happened I was like I think I'm a Jehovah's Witness <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't uh, say no I just can't say no an and they come mark. at you and they're like your life will be good and God will look after you and it's fine and you, you feel all you of feel those like, things sound great this is fantastic it's not me it's Jesus bit of cynicism is what you need yeah I believe anyway God destroyed the dinosaurs <laughs> I believe oh. <laughs> okay thank I know you I'm so sad about fucking musical theatre bring it back where are we for the record? <laughs> I just need to stop. Okay, thank you for coming. <laughs> we love you, patrons. Refer to the hive for yeah. some creepy performance art creeps. <laughs> yes. Oh, and and this is going out on Tuesday. This will be Tuesday. So on Thursday, come see us on the live. We're going to do a live Thursday, the twenty fourth of September. Oh, I'm going to tell Zoom. you. I'll tell you about. Don't look up the Polaroid poltergeist because I'll tell it to you on the oh, Zoom. It's a good visual. It is it. a good visual. Uh, can't wait. You could save your one 
maybe for is something fun happening for the Zoom? Do you, anything usable for you? Oh yeah, happy Always. days. I'm so full of creep. I know, as you know, overflowing. Uh, <laughs> My creep overflowing. You, Cassie, for sharing. I really hope everyone gets to hear this episode. Very important. They will. Yeah. They will. Uh, they will. Come I to promise. our patron. But if I, you want I to have more. to beep out so much of you at the start. Just beep out the bit where you say the company's name, and then I think everything is fine. Okay. Bye. 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 Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.